Hello and welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. And this podcast is all about helping the people of Sacred City Church follow Jesus in the everyday, normal rhythms of life. And um, today on the podcast with me, I have Alex Tate. How's it going, guys? And Kevin Knorr. Hey, guys. Uh, Pastor Rob had a meeting this afternoon, so he couldn't make it, and he will be upset because I'm sure he had a lot to say about this <laughs> fun topic. Uh-oh. Um, this topic is a pretty hot-button issue. Um, it could be um, expressed in many different ways. Kevin brought it to uh, the podcast, and he basically said... What are the biblical implications or what does the Christian worldview say about getting a vasectomy? Uh-oh. Hey. <laughs> so, on, we are, <laughs> so we are going to, so parents, uh, if you're listening in the, in the van, we're going to be uh, talking about kind of like um, birth control, uh, vasectomy, this kind of thing. Like what is, um, what does the Bible have to say about it? Mm. What is a how does what does a Christian worldview have to say about mm-hmm. about these issues and um, and and build out from there now before we do um, about a decade or so ago I would say I had not really thought about this mm-hmm. very often and then when I was in Omaha one of my mentors Ethan Burmeister he um, had two kids, and he had had a vasectomy, and and then he started feeling conviction, um, mm. conviction from the Holy Spirit that he had done something wrong, mm. that he had acted um, autonomously, maybe selfishly, even though him and his wife were in agreement at the time. And he started studying a lot of Catholic and Protestant ancient theologians mm. on the issue. And, um, and he came to kind of an, a different position than he had before. And he said, you know what? I think I've sinned against God in this. And, um, and he went and had his vasectomy reversed. Mm. And then he had two more kids oh. after that. So... Immediately, I was like, whoa. I mean, obviously, as a man, you're like, nobody wants to get cut, right, down there. Yeah. And then you're like, whoa, this guy got cut twice. <laughs> he, he, you know, he has some convictions on this. And I was like, I, I need to study this topic, and I need to think um, harder about these issues and, and examine the historical arguments. Um, now... Obviously, this topic is kind of fraught with danger, and um, I'm going to tell you right away, I think it's fraught with danger because many of us, we, ha- we fundamentally work out of a worldview when it comes to our body that isn't informed biblically, mm. it's more informed culturally. Okay. So and, and if I could say it like, Paul would say, "Like you are not your own, you have you have been bu- you have been bought with a price. So mm-hmm. honor God with your body." I think most of us in our society, we think, like I mean, we 
I know, you know, in, in our culture, like my body, my choice. Sure. Um, so we think that we have kind of personal sovereignty over our body. And, and then immediately many people just dismiss the idea of birth control as something that's in either a gray issue or something that is open-handed or something that's under, because there's nothing in the Bible that says like, you know, thou shalt not yeah. get a vasectomy or thou shalt not take a, take, you know, hormone pills or whatever, you know what I mean? Take the pill or whatever. whatever. Um, so, so it, no big deal. Um, so we have to work from biblical foundation, biblical first principles, right? And uh, biblical first principles, we have to begin with one, our body. Our body belongs to the Lord. Our body is holy unto the Lord. We're to use our body to glorify God. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the commandments that God has given a husband and a wife is to be fruitful and multiply, mm. right? And that normally looks like making making babies and, and having children and having a family, right? We know uh, because we live in a fallen world that sometimes that that we can't do that, right? And it's very painful when a when a couple can't have have children. We don't want to um, you know judge them in any way or 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 um, shame them or put guilt on them in, in any way. Um, the, the, the Lord opens the womb and the Lord close, closes the womb, right? Scripture tells us this. Now, so, so one, biblical, biblical principle number one, I am not my own, right? Biblical principle number two, the nuclear family is primary. So us, Living non-selfishly. What is non-selfishly? Um, God, in his creativity, in his benevolence, created, right? Out of his sufficiency, he created. We are meant to mirror that. Out of our sufficiency as a husband and a wife, we come together and we create children. And that, that literally, that act is an unselfish act. It's a giving of ourself to another. And then, you know... The man has to give to the wife, and then the wife gives back to the family, right? So um, every man comes from a woman, <laughs> yeah. right? And so, and she has to unselfishly carry that baby mm. at the kind of ravishing of her own body. She brings life into the world, mm-hmm. right? And this act is meant to then make men and women less selfish, right? We now all of a sudden soon as that baby's born into the world, especially if you're a godly man or woman, you realize I am no longer the most important person in the world. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They are, right? Like I need to protect this child. I need to provide for this child. I need to raise this child up in the way that they should go. And, And so biblical family is primary. And then the Bible talks about the blessings of large families, the blessings of large families. Like, Blessed is the man who's, he says that uh, children are like arrows in the quiver of a warrior, right? And blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Now, the Bible does not say, you know, how many children that we we need to have, right? How many children that that we should have. 
but it does tell us to be fruitful and multiply. So the Bible never says you got to have three, you got to have four, you got to have five, you got to have 12, you got to have 14, you know, whatever. Um, and we know, you know, back in the day, people had 12, 14 kids and half of those, maybe less than half of those would, <clears throat> would survive, mm -hmm. you know? So they, <clears throat> they had a lot of children in order to, um, to take care of the farm and to take care of things around the house and, and, and to be fruitful and multiply and to honor God, yeah. right? So, so hopefully there we've got, we've got three principles and all of these principles are based first and foremost out of um, humility. Like looking, like I'm not, I'm not in control of my body. That's what pride says. Mm -hmm. um, it's not about me. And that's the family. Because that creating a family and, and children, like I just watched a, a, an amazing documentary last night on, um, I think his name was Alex Lowe, and he was a one of the world's best alpine climbers, an, mm. an American climber, and yet he got married and had three kids, and he was constantly in this tension of wanting yeah. to be on the mountain and do all of his crazy stuff, and then wanting to raise his his three kids, and when his kid was his oldest kid was like nine. He, he died in an avalanche mm. on the mountain. And there is, a, there is a real sense where once you have children, you're meant to make that choice. Now, you can't always make the choice, but you're meant to make that choice. Do I get to do what I want to do or am I going to lay down my life for my family? Sure. Right? Now, yeah. there's, there's times guys going overseas to fight wars and doing things like that where, you know, wars are not fought by fatherless Man, you know, like we have to go, we have to do that. But when you're talking about a hobby or you're talking about something like that, it, it, it's meant to make us less selfish, yeah. right? And then, um, you know, I know there, there's, there's, um, so where does wisdom come and play there? Because we, you know, you talked about all the, the principles, you know, being fruitful to multiply. But the, the world we live in, some may say it, it's like being wise, maybe three is the key. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, what do you mean by wise? You know, like how, how is three more wise? And let me just go extreme. How is three more wise than 12? <laughs> I guess, uh, I mean, with um, the way inflation and everything is, you know, going on in the world, um, it may not be, you know, wise to have multiple kids because okay. it's hard to take care of them. I, just for example. Financially. Mm -hmm. Financially. Okay, that's a great... So, uh, yes. Well, the Bible says that a man who doesn't take care of his family is worse than an unbeliever, right? And so the Bible says, we basic, I mean, from that principle, we can extrapolate. We should not have more children than we can take care of. Right. Right? But what standard of living are we talking about? Hmm. Are we expecting? Right? I mean, I think the Bible's, the Bible's talking about, can you meet their needs? Yeah. Can you put a roof over their head? Can you feed them? Can you educate them? Right? Et cetera. The Bible's not talking about <laughs> what neighborhood can you, right. you know, like I expect all my children to have, you know, I want one child per bedroom. So if I have 12 children, I need a 12 bedroom house. Whoa. Good luck. Yeah, you know, um, 
there's such a thing as bunk beds, you know? Mm-hmm. So again, this is, we have to work out biblical mm-hmm. wisdom here. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the bigger your family, and one, I mean, in one sense, the bigger your family, the less it's about you as a dad or you as a mom. Mm-hmm. Now you can dugger it and make it all about you if you make a movie about just making all these kids and doing all this. You could do that. A YouTube thing is you make it all about you, how amazing you are for having all these children. Um, but um, I, I want us to see the calling from God to be fruitful and multiply um, as, and, and, and that means he, like he wants the knowledge of the glory of the Lord to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. One of the most faithful ways that we can make disciples who make disciples is the disciples in our own home. The children that we have in our own home and discipling them to love God and then to raise families to love God. And it's a common knowledge that the more secular a people become and the more secular a nation becomes, the lower their birth rate. Mm And therefore, in one sense, if you just look practically, one of the ways that civilizations die is they just stop procreating. They stop having babies. Mm. They only have one or two kids. And then then you look historically at, at Protestant Christians and Catholic Christians and even Muslims, they have more children. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons we have Islam growing at the rate it's growing, Christianity growing at the rate it's growing in places like Africa and different mm-hmm. places. Mm-hmm. And, and why secularism is kind of, it's self-defeating and it's kind of, it's, it's dying out though. It seems like it's getting stronger in our society. In one sense, it's dying out because they're not having children at the rate to keep up with, with the other rates of growth in, in civilization. So much so that Elon Musk just like tweeted out like last week, like contrary to almost anybody that's talking these days, the greatest threat to human civilization is underpopulation. Mm-hmm. And almost everybody for decades have been talking about overpopulation, overpopulation. And now, and China has seen this with its one child, child policy, mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's wreaked havoc on that society. So uh, now I'm, I'm doing a lot of pre-work here. I'm doing a lot of pre-work because if we want to think Christianly, we can't just come to the, come to the issue. We've got to get under the issue and make sure we love what God loves. Yeah. yeah. And God loves families. Yeah. God loves children. Mm-hmm. God, Jesus literally said, let the little children come to me for such is my kingdom, right? Like, and so we have to be people who love children. Mm-hmm. And there is a spirit in the world that sees children only as a nuisance, mm. that sees children as someone who gets in the way of my dreams, yeah. someone who gets in the way of me having a career, gets in the way of my education. Mm. And that's a spirit of the world. Mm-hmm. That's a spirit. That's a spirit of Satan, mm. um, who wants to steal, kill, and destroy. It's the spirit that funds Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. and and thousands, hundreds of thousands of abortions every year. This child is getting in my way mm. of my of my life. Yeah. And um, and the Christian has to have a radical pro-life view and pro-child view and pro-family view of the world, right? God says he wants, you know, a godly man, he wants to bless him to a thousand generations. Um, and so 
it's very easy to be affected by the world and to say, man, you know what? And to just simply go, one kid, two kid, and, you know, oh, I got a girl, I got a boy, oh, that's enough for me. Mm-hmm. I, cut it off, cut it off, <laughs> because I want to go have vacations. Yeah. I want to go, I want to have... I want to have a fr- more freedom in my retirement ages. I want to have more disposable income right now. Now, am I saying it's a sin to have two children? <laughs> Absolutely not. But I'm, I'm, I'm saying we need to think like Christians and not think through the lens of our own personal wants and wishes mm-hmm. and our personal comfort. So it's kind of like you're, like you're saying, like, what's the why behind um, the reasoning of you having one, two, three... 10 to 15 kids, you know, mm-hmm. maybe you want 20 kids so they can work the crops, you know, yeah. you know what's the, what's the why behind that? Um, because it, just, it, it seems like so many people aren't asking that, um, mm-hmm. and, and walking through that as a couple. So then it's, you know, they're going to get abortions or, um, I, I'm not for sure. Some people, you know, are saying don't use condoms, you know, because then it's, you know, those are babies and you're just throwing them away and, you know, certain type of birth control that is, you know, mm-hmm. is, is killing babies. Yeah. Yeah, so you got into um, some of the some of the issues that we need we need to talk about. Um, I'm trying to think here if there's any more first principles that I need to discuss. Let me just say that our society is the most radically anti-nuclear family. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely ever existed in the West. Um, we know the draconian measures of China in, in the last 50 years of the one-child policy forced sterilizations, forced abortions on people, even what they're doing now with the Uyghurs. Um, that is human rights violations, that's an atrocity. Um, God will judge them, and, and, um, and it's heinous crime against humanity. Yeah. But even the Black Lives Matter organization on their website said that they wanted to dismantle the nuclear family, mm-hmm. um, radical Marxism, lots of different segments of society, LGBTQ plus agenda, um, wants to normalize um, different forms of the family than, than, it, than God endorses. And as the family goes, so society goes, yeah. right? And so it is, it's the first level of government fam you have well self-government family government church government civil government and the government can never replace the family mm-hmm. and if the family goes bad then the, ultimately the government is ultimately going to go bad people are going to start looking for the government for the things that a father should provide mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay yeah so i know that's 18 minutes of pre-work but I think it's really important, and I might miss, be missing some things here because I'm again I'm going off the top of my head here. Might be missing some things. So, um, so we need to be pro-life. We need to be pro-child. We need to be pro-family, radically pro-family. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, and so w- that would be different than being self-centered career-centered, retirement-centered, mm. comfort-centered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could go on and on and on. Um, and so when we seek to make these decisions, 
we should be willing to be challenged on some of that, and then we should be thinking through this through this lens. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, is birth control wrong? Is birth control a sin? Certain forms, yes. Mm-hmm. If a birth control um, is abortive in any way, so if it destroys, um, you know, a fertilized egg, mm-hmm. right? Then, then, then we should not partake in that type of um, contraception, yeah. right? That, um, now, like you mentioned earlier, is a condom throwing a baby in the toilet? No, it's absolutely not. Um, there's no, you know, the is the potential there? Yes. Do people sometimes make an argument from the sin of Onan in the Old Testament who would um, not give his seed to mm-hmm. uh, his brother's wife because his brother died and he was meant to be continue his legacy? Um, and so he wouldn't do that? Yes, but that wasn't a, just a judgment on him um, putting his seat on the floor. That was his. That was him. That was a judgment on him not giving his brother's wife a baby. Yeah. Um, and and continuing and continuing his line. Mm-hmm. So I I understand when people make that argument. I I I disagree. I don't think that's the. I don't think that's that's a principle. Now you some people could could believe that. I could see that. Um, birth control pills, different pills. I don't think they're. As long as they're not abortifacient, I don't think they're sinful necessarily, but they can be. Obviously, many times people are taking the pill so that they can be promiscuous. Mm-hmm. So that, that would be wrong. You know? Would that like fall into like the plan B or something like that? Plan B, no, plan B is actually, a, um, is, it, is the right word abortifacient? Yep. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the word. That's Which, the right word. For the folks at home, just means causes an abortion. Yeah, so if you're... Plan B is you have a baby growing in your in your stomach, right, or uterus, whatever, and and you're killing that, you're destroying that. So yes, Plan Bs are sinful. Plan Bs it would be we would consider taking human life, mm-hmm. right? Because life begins at conception. Um, so we should stay away from that. Um, we should mini birth control and medicine. I am not a doctor. Um, I don't play one on television either. But I have heard a lot and I've heard a lot that there's a lot of negative consequences to Mm -hmm. forms of birth control, Um, messes up women in all kinds of different ways that are not normal or not natural. And so you should talk to your doctor and healthcare practitioner and all that before you get on, you know, um, on these um, forms of contraception. Mm -hmm. But now we're, let's transition I don't know if I have I said enough about that or no. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. So let's transition to should a man get a vasectomy mm-hmm. or should she get a uh, hysterectomy? No, no, not hysterectomy. No, what's it called? Shoot. Tubes tied. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Term. Sorry. Um, tubes tied. Um, what questions should you ask before you do this? Mm-hmm. All the things that we've talked about before. Why do we want to do this? Guys, we can sin by acting thoughtlessly. Mm. I think that's what my, my mentor, Ethan, I think that's what he had done. He was just kind of going, oh man, my life is busy, ministry's hard, I don't make very much money as a pastor, we've already got two kids, oh man, this is stressful, we just, I'm just going to take care of this. Yeah. 
So then I don't have to worry about my wife getting pregnant, right? And, um, and so he just kind of acted thoughtlessly. Mm-hmm. And then he started studying some things called the theology of the body. And he started some historic Protestant doctrines around the same thing that talked about how, how our bodies belong to God and that we're not to exercise autonomy over them and we're to kind of leave that up to God and let God be God. And, and somehow when we're doing, when we're taking, let's say we're getting a vasectomy, we're kind of playing God. We're, we're taking that out of God's hands and now we're saying, I'm, I, I've been fruitful enough, I'm done. Mm, yeah. Now, I am not going to come down hard on this. I'm not going to draw a line in the sand. I'm not going to say black and white because, well, I'm saying if you're not willing to ask that question, then you might be in sin. Mm. If you're not willing to go to God and go to your MC and go to your wife and go to a pastor and say, I'm thinking about doing this and getting wise biblical counsel. Now, if everybody thinks like the world, oh yeah, go do it, no big deal. Then, you know, that's different. It seems like it's, it's key. Like if you're not willing to, you know, have a conversation about it, there's 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 something behind the scenes yeah. that you're not willing to share, or you're not willing to, you know, walk through to be open and honest about to like let your community help you, or even some that are in your family to help walk those things out with you. Mm-hmm. Um, because the whole goal is to try to get down to the root, asking the why, so we can get there. Yeah. So. I think there, I'm going to say this. I think there are plenty of good reasons to get a vasectomy. Godly reasons, biblical reasons. You named one of them. The ability to provide and protect for your home, right? Um, The health of your wife, right? That's a, that's a clear one. Um, So let me just tell you where, where I'm at. <clears throat> my wife and I, we've had um, our last, I think it was our, our last two children have been a surprise, okay? The fourth, after the fourth child, <clears throat> my wife said, I want I think I want another baby. Like we, from, from dating, we always knew we wanted a big family. We wanted four, we wanted at least four kids. That's really what we talked about. We wanted four kids and we wanted to be fruitful and multiply and have what we would consider a, a big family. We like the chaos. We like the, the crazy. We like the big family gatherings and the big and the memories and all of that. We like it. And we think it, it's honoring to God. Okay. Um, I do better when I'm out of control. <laughs> when my wife, you know what I mean? When things are out of my control and I'm not, you know, everything's not neat yep. and tidy and, and I'm getting stretched and challenged. She said, Hey, I think I want another one. I said, I can't afford it. <laughs> um, where Hold the tr- on, you didn't say practice makes perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so um, I, I just said I, I was stressed. I was where my mentor was before me. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot on my plate with the church. I had obviously had four kids. You know, the baby's not sleeping. I'm pretty stressed out. And, I, and financially, I just, man, this is really hard. And, and I'm paying, and for us, I feel compelled by God to, to send my kid to, to private classical Christian school, and that is a big sacrifice. Yep. So I, I literally just like, babe, we can't afford it. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, now, did I really take that to God and really ask difficult questions? No, I didn't. I just made it, no. Mm. Well, then, a couple years later, things at the church, the church grows a little bit. Um, I, I can start, I can, okay, we've, we settled into some things and we saw, sold a house, bought a house, got, got, a, you know, got th- some things figured out a little bit. We had a little room to grow. And I said, all right, babe, man, I, I think I want baby number five. She's like, nope. That, them days are over, Justin. Like, I got back to my normal body. You know, I, I'm back in the healthy rhythms. I'm sleeping again. Like, we could adopt. Maybe, maybe we could adopt, mm-hmm. right? And, um, and then this whole time, you know, we're just, we're, we're, um, I can't remember. I think. For some that don't know, well, you got a high school all the way down to just about a newborn, right? No, one year old. <laughs> one year old on the 17th. Yeah. 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 15, 15 today. My son is 15 today. And my um, baby will be one on the 17th. So, so anyways, we get, let's just fast forward four more years there. So six years. So my youngest is six and Amanda gets pregnant, you know, a little, little COVID-19 surprise. Uh Right. And, um, and you know what? Like it was very hard specifically for my wife. We had a comfortable life. We had all, we had things in control. We had just decided that we were done and boom, she's pregnant. And it was a lot for her to absorb. Now, immediately, I was like, praise God, praise God, you know, um, we get another baby. And even though my mom's making fun of me, she's like, you realize you're going to be my age when this baby graduates. <laughs> I'm like, dang, yeah, that's true. Um, but fast forward a year, you know, baby Essie, Esther, it, like we are all smitten and it's the best decision we never made. <laughs> right, right. You know, like all of the kids absolutely are infatuated with her. It's been great, right? Now it's not nothing I would have planned. Now, if I would have took things in my own hands after baby number four, we literally would never have Essie. Mm. All right? Um, so fast forward to today. This is I'm going public with all this stuff, but who I guess who cares? A uh, couple weeks, I'm signed up to get a vasectomy mm. as long as I don't chicken out. All right, and Amanda and I have talked about it. We've prayed about it. Um, she said a couple times, "Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure?" You know, um, and and now it's it's a I feel like it's it's more it's a wiser decision. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, men, we can keep making babies until we're like eighty. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but every pregnancy has gotten more and more difficult yeah. on my wife. She's only five feet tall, you know, and so there's not much room for that baby to to expand. And so, been really hard on her hips, and really hard on her back, and really hard on her on her body physically. And she's had five. Um, and so, and we're getting old. We're getting up there, right? So, um, so it kind of. It makes sense. I feel like we have been fruitful mm. and multiplied. We've got a big family. We've got um, more than, in one sense, more than we can handle. But we can still, you know, pay the bills and all this, all this kind of thing. Um, we're not selfishly taking things into, into our own hands. Mm-hmm. We're we're thoughtfully doing it. Um, 
it's so funny too because you when I scheduled this appointment first it was like a month ago and I went in I thought okay I'm getting the thing and he's like oh no this is just your consultation hmm. I was like oh, okay and they're like they're trying to like talk you out of it in a sense like hmm. this is permanent you know blah 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 how many kids you have five oh okay now I know why you're here <laughs> and he was just like oh okay yeah line them up <laughs> you know um so for me now you this can you anybody can push back on this because mm. you could say well you're still being selfish or whatever i i feel like doing for me first off my my wife has had all these children and now for me this is an, an opportunity for me to lay down my life like christ did for for the church for for my wife mm. and i go under the knife here and i get this taken care of so that we don't have another quote unquote accident even though it's all under the providence of god and she's getting up there right she's getting up there in age just i'm 42 and uh she's um uh, 37 right yeah 37 they're about to be 38 and um is that right? I don't know. So I might get myself in trouble. Yeah, right don't there. get yourself in trouble. <laughs> I already on. did, brother. <laughs> Move significantly on. younger than you. Yeah, yeah, significantly younger than me, but pushing the edge of safe pregnancy. Um, and her body's already taking a whole toll. So this is an opportunity for me mm. to make sure that doesn't happen. Like I, she doesn't, you know, we don't get up there where you have higher mm. rates of um, trouble with the with the yeah. baby, and then my my wife, my wife as well. Yeah, so yeah. kind of, you're saying first tier, if you will, following those Christian principles, getting wise counsel, all of that, and then past that point, would you say it's a matter of um, Christian conscience? As long as you're following the principles, as long as wise counsel and your conviction and the Holy Spirit aren't saying, hey, you know, you're doing this really selfishly, then after that point, it's kind of do I do I feel like this is the right decision for our family? Yeah, okay. I think I think that's what I'm saying, Kev. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's what I'm hearing. And I could be pushed. You could push back on that if, but, um, and and the reason I wanted to start with that is because there's such a spirit, and I, I'm using the word spirit because the Bible talks about the spirit of an age. Mm -hmm. There's such a spirit of in our culture, just anti-children, mm -hmm. anti-family. Yeah. That uh, the wife should have her own career, the husband should have his own career, and that their pursuits, their personal pursuits for meaning and value and an identity in that sphere should dictate how many kids they have, mm -hmm. rather than first off, you know, the, the calling to be fruitful and multiply. Yeah. Now, I am not saying it's a sin for a wife to work outside the home. I've never said that at Sacred City, never once. I don't, I don't believe that. But it can be, 100% mm -hmm. can be. And I, if she says, I can't handle these kids, I can't be with these kids, I, I have to go work, whoa, mm -hmm. that's a gospel issue. Yeah. Yeah. That's a gospel issue. Um, and if you're saying that about you know, children and you're, and you're thinking negatively about about children, which I hear a lot. I just, I just hear a lot. Um, then, then you need to do some heart work. You need to do some heart work on that. Because here's the reality. Children are, other than your spouse, children are the most sanctifying gifts you will be given by God. Amen. Yeah, they'll tell you about yourself. <laughs> they will tell you about yourself. They will tell you about sin. They will tell you yeah. 
what you don't, what you thought you knew, but you don't know. Yeah, for sure. And everyone is different. So mm -hmm. you think you got it figured out after one, two, three, and then you get yeah. four and five and they're completely different. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you, they are just a constant, um, a constant, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but they, they push you toward dependency on Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. They just push you towards dependency on Jesus. Yeah. But I think too, like even if you're you are a person to um, bring it up to MC, you know you want to talk about it, um, but really check your heart because the thing about it is a lot of um, just the way the world is, we we have all the right words to say in community in conversation with mm. people, um, but God knows your heart, yeah. you know, and I, I feel like there's so much that like you know gets dis dismissed in that, and I think just we we need to be cautious as a people, and I think you said being humble. Um, and, and coming to the table. So I, I, I think we for surely need to keep that in mind. Yeah. And accepting pushback if it comes. Not not going in with the spirit of, well, I'm going to share this, and as long as everybody supports me, we're good. But coming into it and saying, hey, you know, I, I want to understand where my heart's at with this mm -hmm. instead of just, yeah, you know, agree with me. because Yeah, and not. there's a sense where... So when we say pushback, we don't mean necessarily pushback on your decision. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you're not going to your MC and saying, or your fight club or, or your elders and saying, I'm getting a vasectomy, <laughs> but you're set your, or whatever. You're saying things like, help me think through this. Mm. Yeah. Help me check my motives. Help me. Yeah. Am I making a wise decision here? Am I making a Christian decision here? Because... Like I said, there's just a spirit and you don't realize. So it's the, it's the analogy that David Foster Wallace used. An old fish swims up to a young fish and he says, how's the water? And the young fish says, what's water? And the, the analogy is these fish have been swimming in water their whole life mm -hmm. and they're almost, they're, they're like, ignorant of it. They don't even think about it because yeah. it's so natural and normal to them. They don't even think about it. And the spirit of the age in our culture is so natural and it's so normal. We don't even recognize the ways it's affected us. Mm. Like the number one thing people say to me when they know how many kids I have, do you know what it is? Is it why? No. They I say, you know what causes that, right? Oh my. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I know what causes it. And they think of it almost as like a mistake, mm. as ridiculous, as crazy. When I say I have five kids, whoa, you know, like, oh my gosh, dude, I can't believe. Like, now, some of that is because of our culture and like the idolization of youth sports. Mm. And because having a big family, we, we can't do everything that all the, the kids with one or two kids that are doing all the baseball leagues and all the basketball leagues and all the travel and all that, like yeah. we physically can't do that, which I tell my kids all the time, guys, our family's different. Mm -hmm. Our family's different. We, we have different values. Mm -hmm. We like I have right now, Javin's in wrestling and had a great wrestling season this year. Zoe's in basketball, Piper's in basketball, and it has been an exhausting season. Sure. And we're just talking about Zoe in basketball and like school league and like little kid league, like, one or two, one game a week, one practice, one or two practices a week. Right. But Javin high school wrestling is pretty difficult. Five thirty a.m. He's got to be at the school. He's yep. got weightlifting afterwards. Got meets, and so 
but he's got kids on his team that are doing traveling wrestling and they're going all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, but, but no, we're not doing that. Yeah, we, we we can't we can't do that. And so it make it causes us to make sacrifices yeah. and to, to say, yeah, yeah, we're different. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I think that's possibly another benefit of having a large family is you're less likely to idolize one or two of your children mm-hmm. because you just can't. You can't make everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you got one or two kids. They could be in three sports at a time. If you yeah. want to, if you want to run the roads, you mm-hmm. can do it. You know, um, one kid, man, you could have them in acting and you could have them in singing and choir and orchestra and band and all the different things. Yeah. And you could just be a, a child centered family. Mm-hmm. But when you got multiple kids, People, the the kids themselves have to learn it's not all about me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is Zoe's turn. This is Piper's turn. This is Javin's turn. Mm-hmm. They're all going to spend time in the stands watching somebody else's thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe that's a, just a, a a little sidebar and a, yeah. another benefit. So hopefully, guys, listen. Our goal is not to be offensive. It is not to um, trigger you, make you mad. We want to be a blessing. We want to be helpful. Hopefully we've done that. This is not all there is to say. There are many books written on this. You could, And I know Christians in our church fall in, 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 in different camps. But hopefully I've laid out some first principles that we can all agree on, that we can work off, off of, and we can stand on that foundation when we're trying to make these, um, these difficult, difficult decisions. Okay? All right. Well, if you've got any questions, email me, justindean at sacredcitychurch.com. We love you. We're praying for you. God bless.